personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Um, you know, today is a good day any time of the year when your child is safe around water. You hear about personal flotation devices, but uh, a program with Stephanie Hogan, I got Rachel Ray Creamer, who's also a recipient to it and has an incredible story in this 30-minute podcast. We're going to learn about child safety around water and why they need to know how to swim. How early could we do it, Stephanie? We can start at six months. Okay, that's early. And I did with my, my, my two daughters, my first two, my oldest and my middle. The third one, I waited a year. Yeah. But it's incredible to see them like little float, float, flotillas, and you throw them in the water, and they end up on their back. It's unbelievable. Your program has a very specific acronym. Break it down for us. What is it? ISR? ISR. It's Infant Swimming Resource. Yeah. Okay, great. So Infant Swimming Resource, six months old. Rachel, you you got uh, Savannah, your youngest daughter in it. This is a mom who's heavily involved. But you're very passionate. Before we get to Savannah, who's learning how to swim now, what geared you up, and I know this is always very emotional, but you're going to do good. We're going to keep it so positive. Our brother, Louie, I call him Louie Louie. He's my, he's my little favorite. Louie had an accident yes. a few years back in October, and we had a pull in the back, and it happens. It, it happens to so many of us. But the God blessing of this whole podcast, Louie is still with us. He did suffer. He's got cerebral palsy now. He, he suffered a lack of oxygen from being submerged under the water. But, Mom, thank God you were directed. You found him in time. And uh, amazingly, Louis is here with us. He's responsive to neurological responses. When we say we know he hears, he knows what's going on. But but it's been tough. It's been a challenge, no doubt about it. But you don't want this to happen to any other family. No. I mean, it happens. I mean, every year there's 4,000 deaths in the country. Um, 8,000 or 8,000 non-fatal um, injuries. So, I mean, there's 22 kids that have survived drowning a day in yeah. this country. And they're dealing with, majority of them are dealing with um, from mild issues to major like we are with a G-tube, trach, neurological issues. Some have come out miraculously, but... Um, Again, CPR is one of those things. The quicker you administer CPR from finding them, um, the better the chances. Uh, Louie, he actually, before he got a heartbeat and brain activity, went almost two hours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that itself is a miracle. It's a miracle. No, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a miracle by far. So, I mean, that's, they say it, 30 minutes, if you last longer than 30 minutes without CPR, there's major issues that are going to be there. and. And, and But Louie, considering the fact that he has so many medical marvels with it, you know, um, the chamber that you use, mm -hmm. uh, it's a hyperbaric chamber, is that yep. what it is? Yeah, hyperbaric and, chamber. And it does amazing things. And you lie in there with him, you're, I mean, you know how to do all this. It's mm -hmm. not, not encouraging anyone out there to say, hey, let's go lie in the chamber. Let's go to Rachel's house and lie in the chamber. <laughs> There's specific things you got to know and be, you know, understand yes. how that works. So we've been... Wonderful for that. But now you're advocating for something good. Your daughter, Savannah, is part of what Stephanie Hogan does with her group, with Infant Survival. Infant Swimming Resource. Swimming Resource, excuse me, ISR. Infant yes. Swimming Resource. Mm -hmm. Tell us about Savannah, Savannah and ISR. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to see. Seeing Stephanie, I've seen her deal with young babies that I wouldn't even think of would be able to respond in that way. But um, Stephanie's very natural with them and... There's a communication between the babies and Stephanie where um, you can tell where Stephanie can understand where the baby's coming from and everything. And um, I think we're 
three weeks in her, three and a half. We're in the fourth week. Fourth week. So um, it's six weeks for the beginning um, gotcha. section. And, um, I mean, seeing Savannah swim at three and a half years of age, float back and forth to the pool awesome. is crazy. I mean, I didn't start swimming until I was like six, seven. So, I mean, mm-hmm. seeing babies do this is crazy cool. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I, I think this is so cool, Stephanie. You get the inspiration to do it. I remember when I did it with mine. Is it still the, let's do it together. You blow in the face. <sighs> Or is that not true? Tell that's me about that. True. I know. I want to hear it because I heard that recently, and I and that's how we did it. It happened to work, but it's right. not the right way. Why is that? Right. So ISR was founded by a doctor and a psychologist, and together they researched, and they figured out how can we teach children as early as possible. Uh-huh. Actually, the doctor, he was on his lunch break, and he got home, and an ambulance was next door, and he was like, what's going on? The toddler had drowned in the creek behind the house. And since that happened, that just, like, triggered him to do research. And they found out that children can start learning how to float at six months old. And then after six, we start teaching them how to swim at a year. So ISR, we try to break those statistics that drowning is the leading cause of death for children up to four to five years old. And how can we break that? So we can teach them how to float at six months, and they are independent. That's unbelievable. Float that, so at I, six and, months. And how long could they float at, at that age? Forever. Yeah, I that's mean, what's so wacky. There's no energy. You don't use anything, any energy to sit there in that float. So you can do it. I've had plenty of parents ask me, how, come, how long can they do this? And I'm like, forever. I want to go. I want people to go to ChattahoocheeValleyISR.com. He's got some incredible stuff here. Shows a little child in the picture. Uh, give your child the skills of aquatic safety with infant swimming resources, self-rescue program, yes. uh, register trademark, uh, Chattahoochee Valley ISR, but they're all over. Anyone listening to this podcast, you yes, know, they're all over. They're all, you guys are all over. So this right. is a chapter of the Chattahoochee Valley where right. we're talking today. Okay. So there's chapters all over the place. So there's Stephanie Hogan's and, and Rachel Ray Ray Creamer's all over the place. Right. right. Okay. And I have never seen an incident like hers I mean, I see it. I get videos. We follow incidents through ISR. I see that, but I have never seen a kid personally with my own eyes. And so when I first saw him, it just like, I mean, I, I know exactly what he went through. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. where she's at, which just like is very upsetting to see that. But I'm so passionate to teach Savannah. Because, you know, that's so important that now she's going to have this. This is not going to be an incident right, for her ever. Right, right, You know? And for me to be able to give that to Rachel, I mean, that's enough for me. It's a gift. There's a purpose. I mean, Rachel, I've told you this before, and I said this to your husband. You you know, you know, I know you got your faith. Louis teaching us a lot here, and he has. He's given everyone all this stuff. There's a reason why he's still here. And, and this is part of it, you know, right. and, and I think we're going to touch just one person today. It would be great if we can help, as you say, your child to overcome fear, can build confidence, teach them lifelong life-saving skills, which is so critical. It's not Very as easy critical. as someone listening today to say you just throw your child in the water. What, what, and you think, okay, if they're okay, they're going to float back up, and we'll get in there, and we'll try to do right. Floaties, I want to dis- disperse this method right now. Floaties, good or bad? Bad. bad. And they're bad, bad because... Because it puts a soft security on that child. That child does not understand, oh, this is what's helping me be in the pool. Mm -hmm. They don't have the cognitive to understand that. So you take those floaties off, 
And they're like, oh, I want to get back in the water. They're going to jump back in there thinking, oh, I was fine just a minute ago. There are so many drownings because right. parents, oh, it's time to eat lunch. Let's take your floaties off. We'll have lunch. And before you know it, they're in the pool. It's how easy it can happen. I mean, it's so easy. It, it's crazy. And it's no one's fault. I mean, I, exactly. I'm a parent too. I'm just fortunate that the, 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 the thing didn't come down to my one daughter, like a whole entertainment center was, I mean, that's all I had to do is just turn my back one more second. I wouldn't have been able to stop. I mean, so no one's ever at fault. So right. no, we don't mean it's just, it is what it is. It's just, we're just cast that time in our life and, and got, you know, only knows, you know, and, and uh, so always never punish yourselves, but we can do this preventative stuff. And this mission of Rachel's and Stephanie's is going to go a long, long way. Your team teaches ISR survival skills, but you also teach traditional swimming lessons as right. children grow older, which is important, stronger in progress, understanding, you know, the safety of water. And I'm, I'm thinking of the beach or getting, you know, whenever you listen to this podcast, somebody's at the beach or they're near a, a family pool or, or a pool that's in a, in a, what do you call it? A, your apartment dwelling or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. The beach, though, it blows my mind when I see folks that are there. I could have even got you some tissue. I'm sorry. I got, I got better. That, that's like sandpaper, Rachel. Uh, Poor Rachel. She's going to be, it's exfoliating paper for your, for your face. That's what it is. It's exfoliation while you're crying. I, and I, I Louis, Louis's exfoliation to, to things, you wipe them on her and it, it kind of, it's like abrasive. But I, the, the thing is when you see people at the floaties, going back to that, and they're at the, at the, they're at the beach. What, what's up with that? My best explain because I get asked that all the time, yeah. especially we're getting in the summer. Because you're thinking you gotta have something at the beach. They right. think, well, they're gonna float and then they won't get pulled right. under the wake. But go. I tell parents that um, we are completely against floaties, but if you are in the ocean, if you are in the lake, if you're on a boat, it is the law. Put some type of floating devices, hopefully a life jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, we promote certain life jackets. It's called Hyperlight. ISR is really behind Hyperlight life jackets okay. because they're super light. And kids can practice swimming, and they can mm-hmm. practice going to their float. Certain life jackets are actually will force a kid face forward, and then they can't get out of that. Gotcha. And so um, I just, every time that I do lessons, I do a lot of just education you know, it's so important for this kid to learn these lessons, but it's 50% as important for that parent to understand how do you swim with your kids? How do you get them stronger where they're at and um, educate them about life jackets? And so at the shore, that's your decision. If you're going to put your kid in life jackets, I don't put my kids in life jackets at the shore, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm like, you cannot leave this puddle. You don't go there any go. further. And that's the point I want to make. I think it's critical to make that distinction. Right. Because I want everyone to know that just because Bob said or anyone said, we're not just going to say go to the beach or go to the lake or right. you're on a boat. I mean, you can hit your head. You could be on a river doing whitewater rafting or something. And that's why they wear rafts because if you, you get clunked out, you, exactly. you, obviously nothing's going to matter except you want that, PF, that personal flotation device, PF, PFD, to keep you up and afloat. Some are not great. So there's a lot of education. And as mm-hmm. you said, some may be more prone to put you forward face down and that would make a child maybe panic or whatever um you you said education which i love because children six to a year children one to five years savannah falls in that one rach mm-hmm. and we uh, did too. he was 20 months tw- yeah okay two, okay great mm-hmm. so that's good so tell me about that now how, how did that go like well since louis was 20 months of age i mean it was one of those things he got out the back door and fell in um one of the major things that we think is there was some clean pool cleaning equipment in there, and I was doing it earlier that day, so we think maybe Louie wanted to 
help, the curiosity yeah, sure, of helping. Sure, sure. He's a boy. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah, I know yeah. that. And boys are at the worst yeah, oh because yeah. they're the highest risk, too, mm-hmm. um, as well as the age. So, I mean, that's one of those things as, like, take the things out of the pool. Good advice. That's, that's yeah. a big thing. It's a draw. It's a draw. It becomes a draw. Toys. Toys say, look, if mom was doing this. I can reach mm-hmm. in there. And maybe, you know, we don't know, but maybe Louie did that and said, so I'm going to help mom out, you mm-hmm. know, in his mind. And, and then that's what happens. And that's why the safety around there is so critical. So with ISR starting and everyone getting involved in doing that, with you, um, this is your website. Is it an app, you have an app or is it mainly your website you like people to go it's to? It's mostly my webpage. Yeah, and we're going to yeah. do it again. I keep calling ChattahoocheeValleyISR.com, but you can go to any ISR sites in your town, whatever it may be, and, you know, infant swimming resources are available, I would think, at the United Ways. or Right. I tell people that, especially this is military, we mm-hmm. have a lot of people that move around here, mm-hmm. so I get a lot of military that comes, and they're going somewhere else, and yeah. they'll say, how can I find an ISR instructor? Because my biggest thing is, if you find an ISR instructor, you're good. Your kid's going to know how to float. They're going to be independent. It depends on their age. Like at a year, we start teaching them to swim. Mm-hmm. And then, especially like with me, I'm going to start working on their strokes. I'm going to start working on diving down and diving into the pool. So I always tell people, wherever you're at, go to infantswim.com. And that's pretty much ISR's webpage. And when you get there, you can put in your zip code and it will tell you who's your closest ISR instructor around you. Um, when I came on as an ISR instructor, we didn't have an ISR instructor for a far long, you know, about to two hours away from us. Right. So when ISR found out I was interested, they were like, please become an ISR instructor. Your area needs one so bad. And we try to make sure there's one for every couple, like, um, I think 50 miles or so. We try to. Mm-hmm. So usually if somebody just looks it up, you will find somebody. I, You know, and that is what uh, what you did, Rachel. How did you how did you d- get directed into that? Um, well, I'm part of many Facebook groups with other families who have been in the same situation we are. And it's a great community. I it's mean, a good connection, too. Great connection. Um, several different stages of kids and... I mean, it helps a lot. Absolutely. Um, but they start talking. A lot of the moms who've had non-fatal drownings or even fatal drownings, they get inspired to do the ISR. And um, there's a lot of talk about it. A lot of parents are passionate about it. Um, there's some that just can't do it because it's been overdone in their area. There's too many in the area, so they can't do it. But they do. Um, they've done news interviews, podcasts as well. Um one of the things that helped me is there's many charities out that do help with um, paying for it because it is a little hefty. Sure, but it I mean that's worth a life is worth. I mean you you, you <laughs> would sell the you'd sell the house you'd live in a tent yes. because you know you can make a difference of, save a child. Yeah, yeah. the amount yeah. of money we spend in a year on Louis stuff is nothing compared to a six week lesson with an ISR instructor. And which, in, in speaking of which, what are we looking at roughly? If somebody's listening, they're going to check the website out. But what are we saying roughly? So basic course. When, and I don't know the total. I could total it. But um, right. normally when I start, it's my lessons are always $115 okay. a week. Oh, that, okay, and that's it's great. Six, it's six weeks. Yeah. You have to pay the $105. You have to go through ISR, and they have to evaluate your kid, make sure they're physically, mentally okay to start the lessons. And then they come up with a substantial specific protocol for that child and then they send it to me yeah, and then that okay. te- that helps me teach them exactly what to do um 
especially I have other kids that have um, Down syndrome. I have some kids that have Brett's. I, I mean, I get all kinds of different So types. that was, a, that you answered my next question. Yeah. Because I, I think that's that's pretty cool. So anybody right. listening to her thinking, hey, look, my child has this disadvantage or maybe a disability in some capacity, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's, no. a, there's a fundamental, right. natural response when a child gets in that water to flip on the back. How does that work? So... When I've had tons of parents ask me, like, oh, it's so funny because kids already know how to swim when they come out. Like, when I teach six months old, sure. I'm like, that is a wives' tale. <laughs> oh, it is. So, that's another wives' tale. Okay, wives they're, tale. they're in a womb. They're in water already right. in, the, in the mother's womb. And so, therefore, they could come right. Because some right. women like to birth in water. You know, that's they like true. to give. So, they go from water to water. Um, I get any spiritual references now. But, but when you look at that, though, that's not necessarily, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. But then again, children at that age, age like everybody who has kids understands when they're that young they're like sponges and they just take everything in they're yeah. taking in your communication and they're mocking what you're saying because they're just there's no fear they're just soaking they, they don't it have in. no reference of you know mortality or, or anything i mean so when i was younger i used to do some off the you know i jump off of cliffs i oh, dive wow. into water like stupid <laughs> stuff now i'd be like holy mackerel how did i i must have had a guardian angel over me who in the heck would do that I mean, I used to do swing on vines. My mom found out I was swinging through huge gullies. Give me a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are the risks we take as young boys or kids and that. But at that stage, which makes sense. I mean, it's it makes so sense. They're, they're sponges and it's so easy right. to teach. So get them. So I think with the with the lesson to be learned here, should we we want anybody listening, get these kids. It's never too late. Like Rachel, you know, get Savannah right. now or whatever. But it's best to capture them under a year is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I have parents that reach out to me a lot and they're like, should I wait or should I do it sooner? And I said, the sooner the better. Okay. Because you do it sooner, they already have their float and then you just add on the swim to that. Okay. You know? And um, it, it is, it's like sponges. I mean, it takes me, normally for floaters, which are under a year, it takes me about four weeks normally to gotcha. get their mm -hmm. lessons mastered because it's so easy. I mean, just teaching that. But the yeah. thing is with me, I hear about drownings and even our local drownings that we yeah, have in we Columbus. Have quite a quite a few every year. And it's, it like just breaks my heart. And I feel like it's not me sending out enough education mm -hmm. because I really honestly feel if a parent has a pool in the backyard and they know ISR is in this community and they know mm -hmm. that just the fact of teaching them how to flip over on their back can save their lives. So how quick does that happen? Okay, I show up. This is day one. I'm at ISR with Rachel Kramer, and I'm there with uh, with Stephanie Hogan, and we're just sitting there. Hey, here's my child, six months, or my grand. I got a grandbaby now, so my <laughs> new grandbaby. I got the third one, but he's he's uh, just newborn. But let's just say he's six months by now, Elijah. And I show up, and what would you at that juncture do? So so here we are today, day one. We would just jump in the water. And day one's a big day. I don't like to rush into it because yeah. I know just as much I've been that mom. I've been yeah. that mom yeah. that's poolside with my kid, not knowing what's going on. So I try to, you know, go over all the paperwork. We go over everything. I explain the ISR completely. Okay. I tell them every day exactly what we're doing. Nothing is by surprise. You might see videos on social media that shows people throwing kids in the pool. ISR does not do that. Okay. So that I should have never, I, I just strike, I got Lindsay in here observing. <laughs> I, I did that with strike one with my first daughter. It's probably why now she's like, dad, I'm traumatized by all this. I, I mean, I did that and I would, you know why, Lewis? Want to know why? Because Rachel, Stephanie, you know why? Lindsay? Because that's what happened to me. 
It uh. threw me in. And I remember didn't, <gasps> I didn't hold my breath. So I got water, went up my nose, and I started mm-hmm. choking. I started choking. But, but then I thought, well, it's because you got to hold your breath. So blow in the face. So the blow in the face thing came in, which you said is another one of those things. That's not the way to do it. No. Our first thing to do is, especially, and she knows we're having Savannah, first thing we work on for lessons is we're going to, we have to work on breath control. Make okay. sure the breath control is correct. So we're paying attention to the respirations. We're paying attention to um, going in the water and making sure their mouth's not open so they're not drinking mm-hmm. the pool. Um, so we're paying very close attention to that. And that is the first thing that has to be concrete, perfect before we can move on to how train you, them anymore. Well, how do we get them for the kid who's going to be like the, the, you know, the open mouth and then get the water or versus the one that goes making bubbles? What do we? So if they make bubbles, I don't really, I don't really, um, gratify that or okay. I don't, I don't say blow bubbles right. because okay. for me, and I, I hate it. I hate it when I have, when I hear people say blow bubbles. I know. I just said <laughs> it. Yeah. She's hating me now. Could we? <laughs> I just said it like well, blow it's bubbles. Mostly, <laughs> it's mostly because I teach in a pool. Well, right now. I'm but about, I'm that person that you yeah, know. I'm, I'm I speaking. I teach with like, other instructors. Yeah. Okay. So, and there's other types of instructors. And then when I hear them say that, I'm like, oh, no, I don't do that. And it's because you have to think about it. You, um, your body buoyancy. So while the kid is swimming and floating, they have to figure out their own body buoyancy. And when you blow your bubbles, that is your float. That is your oh, air. Interesting. So okay. if you blow your bubbles, you're going to get deeper in the water mm-hmm. or either, um, when you try to turn over and go to a float that you think you have, I mean, you're going to be underneath the water and you're going to be like, uh, you know what? You're right. Because yeah. when I go and I, lo- I lose my earplugs all the time yeah. at the Y and I always go where it's like 10 feet deep. And it always is where, where it's the most depth, you know. It's like, son of a gun, geez. And I see it flowing real slow, and it goes left, right. There's not a straight line when it goes down. So I do, you because you'll stay on top right? if you don't blow bubbles to let the air out of your lungs so you're buoyancy. That makes sense. But as you're going down, I feel that pressure on my head. Yep. And I'm like, hurry up, get it. And you go right. up and spring up, and you're back to the surface again. But so you're watching things, this. Yeah. Okay, so we're just scratching. Is it fair to say <laughs> I'm scratching the surface here? There's a lot, a lot into this. So it's it's so encouraged if somebody goes to an expert. You're certified, right, in this oh, yes. field. And, and Rachel, you feel good about that. You know, you went to a certified trainer oh, yeah. to do this. I mean, I mean, you can't claim the ISR name without being certified. I right. mean, it's a, I know they go through intense situations yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. everything. I can see how much you're looking at this, how critical. Once you get you you figured out the points, you wouldn't have a child's not picking up on this type of procedure to know how to when to release air and what not to how, how do we how long does it take on average to get them to flip on their back I mean how does that you know some of it's innate some of it seems like it just happens I mean like I said I, I luck, lucked out with my kids not doing it the right way <laughs> but I got them to finally do it and I would put them there I kind of like would hold them I'd have them get on my back and I would swim with them in the Y and I would do diff- different things but but there's you got there's a lot of different things that you're going stay step by step to do it right. Right. So then, therefore, when the time comes, it's like ingrained in the brain. Is that whatever? Right. And I, as long with the six weeks teaching all this, for one, I've I've been doing it for six years now. It's going on six, and I have never had a kid that I've said, okay, they couldn't get it. 
I've okay. never had to Isn't say that incredible? to a parent. This is so awesome. Rachel's yeah. going like Rachel's like, and I you witnessed swim lessons when you I was did. younger. Jeez, Rachel, you didn't take ISR, Rachel. <laughs> I don't think it was around. It was then. oh, it wasn't around. That's true. It wasn't around. It, but, but I failed swim. You lessons. You took the Bob Jeswell course in uh, swim lessons. You don't want that, uh, which we found out today. And Stephanie's like strangling me in her head, like Bob's the bubble blower. We don't like the bubble blowing Bob. Yeah, it's gonna, but there's so many things, and I get asked all the time. But there's so many things, and that's why it's so important for me to educate educate the parents while we're going through these six weeks mm-hmm. because there's so much that people just assume sure you yeah. know and I'm like no no that's not true and I mean ISR is you know swimming lessons but we have so much medical behind it and that's you and so that's huge. huge that would be huge give yeah. me the medical give me one part of that the medical part that really helps to increase the education and awareness well for one, just to start that, is I'm an ultrasound tech. And when my child was nine months old, my first kid, I was looking at how can I get him to swim lessons. And everybody had baby mommy and me and stuff like that. And nobody would teach before two years. Sure, sure. And I'm like, what? My kid's all over the place. And my parents have a pool. My husband's parents have a pool. We're always at the lake. We're at the beach. And um, I, be having my medical background that I have as an ultrasound tech, when I researched ISR and I saw all the background behind it, I was like, this is it. This is the only place I feel safe taking my kid. Because how do you teach a kid that doesn't communicate? Right, because you get to that pool sometimes, and you've all witnessed this. I have in my life. I'm sure you guys have everybody in the studio at home listening as you're driving. You know the screaming kid? Like he's being, the kid is being like sent to the lions in the lion den. It's, yes. And you, yes. you hear it like you're like, oh, my God, it's, it's, what is going on here? So when this is something you got to deal with, too, you, exactly, you see yes. that. So that you got to temper that down and get the other kids calm because you have this crazy kid over here. But the right. six month old here is that they may start getting scared and they may start crying. So there's a lot going on. So is it more together with other kids or do you do more private lessons? Um, ISR is always private. Okay. It's always one-on-one with that child. Um, I do lessons every 10 minutes because ISR is only 10 minutes. With the research, with the medical research behind ISR, they discovered that children should not be in lessons any longer than 10 minutes. After 10 minutes, they lose their concentration. They don't remember the information. And that's when you get into, they'll just start playing. They'll start drinking the pool, which that's getting into dry drowning incidents. And um, on top of that, you have to have the consistency. Everybody knows that as a parent. Your kid only learns by you telling them over and over and over again. And it's the same thing with ISR. It's 10 minutes. It's Monday through Friday. And it works. Six weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks and you're there. I'm, 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 is there... I want to say hallelujah. Could you give me a hallelujah? <laughs> Could we do a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Because, you know, if there were pastors out there doing 10-minute sermons, think about that. You get everybody's attention. You know, when they start going like, no offense to my to my pastor, and I love him because he just, but when you get repetitious and you go, what happens to the congregation? Same thing with children. They start to drift. They open their mouth, and people do when they sleep too. They go, ah. And if they're in a pool doing the same thing, they're drinking the water. I get it. Small chunks, you absorb better. That makes sense. And these are sponges, too. Think of a toddler, you know, when you're talking Mm -hmm. to a toddler, they have your attention. I mean, literally only for a short period of time. After that, they're like, oh, bunny. Yeah, right. You're right. (laughs) No, you know, you know, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. It makes sense. I I mean, I'm really this this to me is just educational. And we haven't even screws, excuse the phrase here, but deep dive into what you really do. We're only touching now. 
on the first beginning. Give me a couple other little small things that people are going to learn about ISR. Like what else would be like, let's go, let's jump ahead to week three. Okay. Where are we now in week three? So by week three, um, normally when you have, because I call those foundation lessons. So when they first come to me, they need the six weeks. That's foundations. Mm-hmm. And um, that six weeks, by the third week, they've already got their swim. They've already got their float. And now there's so many small things we're installing in them. Okay. You know, showing them how to get from point A to point B. Pay attention where you're at. I'm starting to get out of their image because for a while I've been swimming in front of them. They've been following me and, like, going and getting my hands as targets and stuff like that. And now I'm kind of getting away from their view because everything we teach is independent. So me getting out of the image, it's, it's tough and it's a big adjustment, but now they know, oh, I can go get that. Right. Because myself. everything is independent. And we want them to be independent if they're ever by themselves. Um, but usually on third week, which she's starting to see that, Rachel's starting to see this, is I'm going to start taking them out to deep end because I'm done forming mm-hmm. them. I'm done okay, forming done. them. Okay, you got the foundation I've set. got the foundation yeah. that I need. I still have small little tweaks to work with, mm-hmm. which is like their distance. Um using their arms when they're in their float. So we can start working on moving while you're in that float. And once I get them getting those arms, then I'm going to start working on backstrokes. That's incredible. That's so, incredible. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like Jack Lane here or some of these kids. I, are me. But yeah. you know what? I You know, part of it is, too, as you said that, I would want more. I mean, if I was this kid, you know, and I would even think thinking in the mind of a child, you, you give them a little bit, that 10-minute chunk of lesson. Right. And, and the, the yearning for that would make them – it make them practice it over in their head. Well, they already got that. I want more because that's a child thing. Like, okay, keep me going. I, I like that concept. The more I hear, I'm going to, I'm going to apply that to everything in my life. A <laughs> <laughs> few things. things, some things, certain things. Yeah. Some things you want a little longer, but, but, but that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like good stuff. Okay. So we're week three with, um, with Savannah now. Yep. So what's, so what's, what, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? Um, I'm seeing her. She's able to go long ways. Back the and forth to the pool. I bet you it's so cool. yeah. gratifying to see that. It, I mean, the first couple times I had to like hide my face because I'm like, I can't see this. I sure, can't see it's, this it's just traumatic for it. Sure, but sure. Um, seeing her being co- Savannah being confident and knowing, you know, she's scared at first. You could tell they're scared at first because right. they don't see Stephanie. They're used to seeing her. Yeah. They don't that. Safety. Stephanie's safety the safe net. net. You're the yeah. safe net. When I see Stephanie, I feel relaxed. Now I feel I feel like I'm floating in space. That's what I feel like. But yeah. um, you know, once they get over that initial fear, you know, and they get so proud. I've watched her deal with other kids, um, because Savannah's curious at watching the other kids too. So sure. it's kind of a fun thing. But um, she'll cheer them on and everything. But uh, you know, seeing them how proud they are when they swim from the steps to the deep end, back to the steps. And That's they, right. They do it quick. Yes. Probably quicker than I could do. No, no, you know what? No, they probably would. It's it would, impressive. It is impressive. we got future. Now, do any of these kids you know, I don't know how long, I mean, Stephanie, not that old, but have you seen any children now already go, like, in high school swimming now, and they're, like, swim? are they to that level? Or is this more for, this is about keeping our, you know, the general person pretty safe here. Have you saw anyone get so inspired they're now, mm-hmm. like, this crazy swimmer? So I'm huge. Uh, when I start teaching ISR, I start talking to my parents about, you know, they have about, you know, um, dancing or football or softball. And I'm like, swimming is such a good sport to get mm-hmm. into. 
If you want your kids to get into something and you really want them to be busy, keep them in swimming lessons. Keep them coming back to me. I have refreshers and I have maintenance lessons that I do throughout the whole year. And those are for my current students that I've already taught. Right. And um, I've seen kids. No, they're not at high school yet. <laughs> yeah. The ones I've taught. Right. But um, I have kids that are in competition swimming. Good. There's the Hurricanes in yeah. Columbus. Yep, they're at the YMCA. They, yep. they use that facility there. So I've had a couple of them that's in competition swimming, and I have parents that send me texts all the time. They're like, oh, look, you know, they're doing this good in the swimming. Um, and then some parents are like, you know, no, we're good. That's all I want. And I'm like, that's fine. But then I have a lot. I have more than half my students that they want to keep on coming back and keep them strong and right. just make that, make that be their other activity, which you, I'm hundred percent behind that. Good. So <laughs> this is my last, one of my last things here I was going to say. <laughs> so if you don't use it, do you lose it? No, you still have it. But my biggest thing that I talk to parents about all the time is as the child gets bigger, just think about a kid. When you have a child that's, you know, six months, a year, two years, three years, something like that, you're changing their clothes out every three to six months, yeah, maybe sure. once a year, <laughs> sure. something like that. It depends on where the age frame is that we're at. But if you're changing their clothes that big, they're getting bigger, they're getting heavier, and their swim sure. and their float, it's going to change. So now we've got somebody that hasn't been in the pool for six months because it's been, you know, winter, and they get back in the pool, it's going to look maybe rusty. They still have the swim, they still have the float, but bring them to me right before the summer starts, and let me show them, this is your swim, this is your float, and it takes me like one to two weeks. Within one week, it's done. I've gotten their swim, I've gotten their float back. But now I'm working on, okay. You're big. You got better motor skills now. You're a bigger kid now. I want I want you to do some strokes for me. So we're working on strokes. Brilliant. I love yeah. this stuff. And and Rachel, you feel satisfied. As oh my a mom. gosh. I mom, love it. And then and she's just yeah. Savannah, every night when I put her to bed, I say, Okay, we gotta get up early. Or Tell people lessons. how old is Savannah. I, I, Savannah's three and a half. Yeah, so they know I, I think we kinda touched yeah. on it, but I want to be specific. She's she's yeah. three and a half. But I mean she every night she's like swim lessons with Stephanie. I'm like, Yes, we got swim That's lessons. That's so cool. And every morning she's like, I wanna go swimming with Stephanie, oh. play with Stephanie. So. <laughs> good. So there you go. So you you strike up some really good things. And you could tell you both as both moms, you certainly are very nurturing and, and this is safety, this is mental health, like like making you feel like I feel great and satisfied. You can go somewhere and be relaxed. It's not saying you're going to turn your back on your kid, but at least when these things happen, it's life. It, it, right. it is what it is. It, it, no one's at fault. We're all human. Can't be there, helicopter, mom and dad, 24-7 over them. You just can't do it. There's time. You're going to turn away. It happens. It is what it is. But there's I think ways. you said it perfectly. Yeah. And and in your case, too, I mean, which is great, Rachel, you, you give some folks some things like that, which I never even thought of, like things in a pool. Take them out or don't leave. If they're next to you, you can, you know, you don't want to leave that that skimmer there. And not saying that's what happened with Louis, but, but the little things like that, th- this is why you're serving a bigger, bigger deal here. Be so proud of yourself. Everything you're doing, God's smiling on you. Louis is here with us. That's the beauty of it all. That's I'm so thankful he he was he made through. He's a miracle child, and oh, he's yeah. and he's helping us through this. So on a, on a real happy note, you guys are doing great stuff. I hope anybody out there can check it out. We're going to keep the link right here on our podcast. Ours in particular, we will put Chattahoochee Valley ISR.com for those local listeners, those who are far. Please check it out. Um, it's it's worth every bit of it. It's infant swimming resources. Uh, These the self-rescue programs are out there. Do a search, do a Google, I guess. Right. We'll have a link for you anyway on the bottom of the page, which you have uh, probably links within it. Uh, great information. It's a quick read, like you said. 
Uh, she's all about 10 minutes, Stephanie. So it took me about 10 minutes to go through it. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So everybody, thank you so much. Keep it up. Inspire. Doing great things. This helps out our mental well-being. Physical fitness could come out that these kids become swimmers. By the way, one of the best sports that kids can do because everyone participates. Not one of those sports that your child's not 100%. We're not getting the baseball home run. I won't mm-hmm. pick on those other sports. They're the pretentious sports. Versus like running, track and field, and swimming. And there you go. Okay, so if you want to hear more about this, you can check it out anytime. We are here for you right now on Spotify. We're on, uh, of course, Apple and iHeart. We're on YouTube. Uh, We're at WRBL.com. These are places where you can get these great resources. You can see our lovely ladies here in person. And we'll always connect you through social media, through Bob Jeswell, WRBL, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I have a link there for you, so anytime you want to do it. We'll see you on the flip side, guys. And um, I may need a refresher course. Obviously, I do. I just learned that today. Jeez, I messed up. Thank God. (laughs) Kids are okay.